Pope Calixtus III instituted the Feast of the Transfiguration in the 4th century. So now you can go win Trivial Pursuit with that knowledge. Today is the Feast of the Transfiguration, in case you're wondering why I started with that quote, or fact. Pope Calixtus is not a saint. He was actually pretty terrible at being the Pope. Um, he chose his glory in the world. Now maybe you may recognize him by his baptismal name, Alfonso Borja from Spain. He was smart and became a civil and canon lawyer at a very young age. He curried favor with those in control and soon found himself a very powerful man in Italy. Now due to the newfound power, he decided to change his name so that he could establish a powerful dynasty in Italy. He became known as Alfonso Borgia, the first of the Borgia family to politic his way into the papacy. Now, he was by no means the worst of the Borgia popes. No, no, his nephew Rodrigo would probably hold that title. However, Calixtus was no saint, literally. He had illegitimate children as pope, debaucherous affairs, public actions unbecoming of a cleric, especially a pope, and sanctioned countless murders just to list his top 10. He made a choice, power and pleasure here on earth. Pope Calixtus III is not remembered as a saint, nor should he ever be. This is an example of the Lord's grace shining through a sinner. The Pope was breaking his vows with abandon, yet at the same time instituted the feast that we are celebrating today. How could such a sinful man do something so good? It is the power of the Holy Spirit. Mary of Egypt was a girl who lived in the mid-300s. By the age of 12, she was a prostitute, not because she needed the money, she would often refuse it, no, but because she enjoyed it. At least these are the words of her own testimony. At 29, she went on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land with the expressed intent to seduce everyone on the pilgrimage. Some of you know that I will be leading a pilgrimage in May, and I just want to go on record saying it will not be that type of pilgrimage. <laughs> However, when she arrived in the Holy Land, a mystic and invisible force stopped her from entering the church of the Mother of God. In that moment, she made a promise to the Lord. If she could enter the church and participate in Mass, she would leave and go into the desert to live the rest of her life in penance. And this is exactly what happened. After Mass, she bought three loaves of bread and walked out into the desert. She wasn't heard from for decades until a monk found her. Her clothes had long worn away, or long ago worn away. Her hair had grown so long that it covered her entire body modestly. And decades later, she was still eating those same three loaves of bread. When she first met the monk Zosimus, she walked across a river on top of it to get to him. She chose her reward, but it would not be here on earth. She started in finery and ended in complete obsolescence. Her reward would be forever in heaven. She is remembered as Saint Mary of Egypt. How could a woman start so sinful and end so well? It is the power of the Holy Spirit. Pope Calixtus and Mary of Egypt live lives in reverse. 
He started with nothing and ended his life, life as the pope of the entire world. He lost his soul in the process. She started with nothing, rose to prominence through ill-gotten means, and ended her life with nothing but the hair on her head to cover her nakedness. One chose his reward here and is in hell. Probably. She chose penance now and is remembered 1,500 years later as a saint forever in heaven, assuredly. Both made a choice which transformed them. This is the feast that Pope Calixtus III implemented, the feast of the transfiguration. Even though Pope Calixtus was a bad man, the feast is an absolute treasure of the church. What do you choose today? Will you choose the things of this world as Pope Calixtus III did? Will you let your flesh rule you? Will you let your emotions and passions control you? Do you let others determine the peace you have? We are not to be transfigured as Christ was, but we are to be transformed. Jesus was transfigured to show his disciples who he was. The actions we perform show the world who we are. Do those actions show that we are constantly trying to divest ourselves of pride? Do they show that we are trying to live the Lord's will for us, like St. Mary of Egypt? Or do they show that we worship at the altar of our own ego, like Pope Calixtus did? I don't know if I learned this in Alcoholics Anonymous or just in life, but one day someone told me that there is a God and I am in fact not him. And for that, I am very thankful because I know I would be a pope worse than Calixtus III. I have a hard enough time making myself do what I want and not do what I don't want. I rarely have any room to tell anyone else how they should live their life. So I trust the words of the saints. In the words of St. Peter, we do not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Pope Calixtus III followed the myths of the world. The myth that said the way to happiness is through fulfillment of your own desire. Mary of Egypt showed that true happiness is only in fulfilling the Lord's desire for us. Moreover, we possess the prophetic message that is altogether reliable. The witness of the feast of the baptism of the Lord, the transfiguration, the last supper on Holy Thursday, and the ascension are the indication for us to believe in Christ. But the choice is always ours. No one else can choose for us. Not our parents, not our spouse, not our children. We must choose Christ daily. We choose the humble Christ who doesn't come to us in glory, but comes in humility every single time under the species of bread and wine. He shows us how he desires us to conduct ourselves by meeting us in the same manner in supreme, sublime humility. The Lord does not desire his followers who, to be afraid of their own shadow. Just because we live in humility does not mean we are supposed to be doormats. Listen to the command contained in the gospel today. Rise and do not be afraid. When you meet the Lord in humility of heart, you do not have an inflated sense of self. And because of that, you know exactly who God has made you to be. Therefore, you can be fearless 
That does not mean be without fear. It means that you are still able to choose what is right amid great fear and still do it. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid if others get more recognition in this world than you do. Do not be afraid when you suffer. That time has a limit and is very valuable. Do not be afraid to speak the truth in the face of falsehood, even if everyone around you is telling you to be quiet. Earthly choices have eternal consequences. Invite the Lord to transform your relationship with him today. Whether Pope Calixtus III ever did or not seems evident not by his election to Pope, for he bought that, but rather in the stark fact that he is remembered with disdain and not reverence. St. Mary of Egypt invited the Lord to transform her life, and he did. Be honest. How would you rather end? In silk sheets, as the Pope, as the jaws of hell bite at your toes, waiting for your last breath? Or would you rather have the demons fear you, because your humility resembles that of Christ? The choice is up to you. <laughs>